Hey everyone, welcome back to the Easy Money Fantasy Podcast. I'm your host Slum here with Romeo, uh, back with another episode for this week. How is everything going with you, Romeo? Going great. Uh, won my first week eight one. Uh, Anthony Davis leading the way, along with a couple big nights from like Seth Curry and Markinen had a decent week. So yeah, I'm pretty happy uh, with the results from. Week one in my punt assist team. Yeah, I think uh, my rule for the first week of fantasy is it doesn't count because, you know, the schedules are all weird, uh, short and weak. And yeah, it just never counts in my book. So if you win or lose, I, I wouldn't take it uh, too much to heart as long as you don't get blown out. <laughs> That's like honestly your goal in the first week. Don't get completely destroyed. <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, it was, uh, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't too bad at all. I lost my first week, so hoping to come back in the second week. <laughs> so for this episode today, we're going to give you guys some must-add players under 60% owned right now on Yahoo. And uh, some guys who you should probably no longer hang on to. I know that in the... like. A, it's too early to kind of drop your stars, but there are some end-of-the-bench guys that you could probably drop, <laughs> being how they are right now. Uh, so for the ads, for the must-ads, I'm going to probably name two guys just because they're on the same team, and they're both doing well. De'Anthony Melton and Desmond Bain. Those are my two guys. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll pass it to you to see who you think the uh, season-long hold would be between the two. Yeah, that's a... I always like Melton. I've always had, like... I've always been pretty high on Melton because in the minutes that he gets, he he usually produces. Uh, his problem has just been not getting minutes, and so far this year, he's been getting basically 30 minutes a night, and we're seeing great results. So as long as he can keep getting those minutes, which I don't see why he wouldn't, I think he's the better add between the two, uh, for long term at least. I think that he can keep this up. Uh, the steals, the sit, chip in a little bit of assists and points and threes um on decent efficiency but yeah i think they're both good i for me just like looking at the numbers i kind of like bane more he does chip in like more stats across the board compared to melton i think melton is probably the three better three-point shooter but bane he chips in a little bit more rebounds assists steals and yeah, i think he's less owned than melton so Melton right now only sixty six percent only Desmond Bain is fifty seven. Uh, I personally like Bain more now, but I think I agree with you for season long. I think when uh, Dylan Brooks comes back, I feel like it's gonna be Bain who loses minutes more than Melton, even though they both will lose minutes because for some reason the coach loves Dylan Brooks, probably for his defense. Yeah. The thing is Melton's decent on there. I mean, even Bane, they're both decent defensively. Like I don't, but yeah, it's a bit of a logjam there for sure in the backcourt. And they can't really sit Jaw for too long, right? That's yeah. like a star player. Yeah, so, if Jaw gets hurt. These guys should really pump off, but I don't really I like anything on that. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I personally like Bane more. I would go for Bane. I I would have hold both honestly and just kind of see where it plays out. But I yeah. do agree, I think Melton will have the longer rest of season value. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sticking with Melton. I think Melton 
better long term. Uh, I've been burned by him before, and you know I'm ready to get burned again. But yeah, if they're both there. I'd gra I'd be grabbing Melton for sure. Yeah. Uh, I actually got a three way. Um... Love three ways. <laughs> yeah, gotta get your three ways. Um, it is between all three of them are on the same uh, team, and they're all in the guard position or small forward, and it's between the Atlanta Hawk players, um, Cam Reddish, uh, Herder, and who's the third one on there? Foggy or Hunter? Hunter. So yeah, um, between those three, who would you be rostering? Well, you're not including Boggy in this? Um, I think I'll leave Bog Danovich. Uh, we can throw him in there. Let's throw him in there. Why not? Why is he the uh, higher, better owned player? I think. Yeah, personally, I think he's the guy. But yeah, he's also should be in there as well. I just know he's over eighty percent rostered. So. Yeah. Okay, that's true. He is over eighty percent rostered. I feel like it's kind of like a logjam um, there. So let maybe let's exclude Bogdan because. Oh no! Let's add him. His okay, stats between aren't the four, great. <laughs> his, his stats aren't looking that great, to be honest. They're kind of yeah. within the same range right now as the other guys. Yep. For me, I think I like Boggy first. Okay. Boggy would be first, but he's like a close, very, very close second would be DeAndre Hunter. Uh, then I would go Cam Reddish, then Herder. I think that's my order of it. The only reason why I'm putting Bogdan is because. I he did go off kind of like at the end of last season. He's a great. I think he's probably the best three point shooter of the group, defensively. Mm -hmm. So you'll get the points, you'll get assists. But the assists are kind of dropping on this team since Trey Young does all the passing here. DeAndre Hunter's of the three. I think I will actually take DeAndre Hunter before the other two guys, though, just because he was top seventy five last before season. Before and Bogdanovich. Uh no, before Herder and Cam Reddish. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, so yeah, so I do have Bogdanovich above them. Um, I'd be holding him for now. He's not doing too great, but you know he's just a really talented player. And uh, after those, I mean, well, after him, it's so tight between these three. I find. I think personally, I would be going for Cam Reddish uh, above the other two, just slightly, just for uh, the efficiency and steals. And but I mean, Hunter's not far behind. What? <laughs> Hold on, you, you know Cam Reddish shot like thirty percent last season, right? Yeah, I um. Yeah. Right now he's shooting forty-four. So. Oh, yeah. So he's a bit above what he usually does. He's ten percent above what he was shooting like last season, mm -hmm. and uh, I'm not saying he can't turn it around. He definitely can, but I don't know, man. It's like keep he, he, he played, I think, one or two games without Hunter. Yeah, yeah. Hunter's just coming back, right? Well, yeah. actually, they're all uh, yeah. Oh man, yeah. I I still think Reddish has a bit more potential for me. Uh, okay. To put up bigger numbers, uh, and get me more steals and threes. 
Um, and then Herter, you know, he, he usually is a bit of a better passer. But yeah, like you said, Trey Young's like going to be the main facilitator there. So he's a bit harder for me to trust. Um, and I find him and Bogdanovich are such similar players. It's, they just have these four guys clogging up the the guards position here. So yeah, for me, it goes Reddish, Hunter, Herter right now. Um, and I, I wouldn't really be rushing to pick up Herder if he's on your yeah. waiver wire. Yeah, uh, for sure. Hunter, I'd probably be scooping him. And Reddish, I'd definitely be scooping him. And then, yeah. But yeah, that's it's it's a toss-up over there. It's weird. Yeah, I think both Cam Reddish and Hunter are worth, like, your like last spot in your roster right now. Second last, even. See kind of where they go. Um, I think Hunter just has the safer... He's just a safer pick because he's the starter. And I think last season here, he showed up that, you know, he he is good offensively. Cam is obviously a potential pick. I, I do like Cam. I wish I kind of picked him up, but I, I didn't do it because I would own three Hawks, and I'm not about owning three players on the same team. <laughs> yeah, um, it's a bit much. It's a bit much for me, but I do like Cam. Like every, I always have Cam every year. I, I have him for some point of <laughs> the season, and then he, I get, <laughs> he gets dropped. So, but but what do you think of Bogdan? Actually, like I want to talk about him because he is eighty percent owned, but he's not putting up numbers. He's kind of getting lost in the crowd here. He's not looking great. He's not like I don't see him as the best of the four right now. Like he's not. Clearly, the best of the four. I I could put a hunter in there, and I could probably do the exact same thing as Bogdan. And Cam Rush is doing actually better than Bogdan right now. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think Bogdanovich just is more talented. The numbers just aren't coming up right now, and <sighs> but it's true. Like those those four, you know, it's they're gonna all put up pretty similar stat lines. And fantasy wise, I don't even know if you can drop him yet. Yeah, he's. I would say no. It's only the first week. One hundred percent, you hang on to him and see what he does. But I remember last season, he wasn't. He wasn't like super good either. It wasn't like just popping out clear, clear cut. I think last season, DeAndre Hunter was actually the clear cut. Like this is the guy, like second or third option on that team. I think third yeah. probably. Yeah, he was looking good. It's they are so loaded. It's crazy. They got Capella. They got. Collins that takes uh, looks. They got uh, Gallin- Gallinari, who's been hurt so far. So yeah, there's a lot of options over there. I don't know who's gonna get those those lo- like Trey Young, obviously. But yeah, the, and they they have like yeah, man, that team is super loaded. They have Dalen Wright as a backup point guard. They have freaking Lou Williams who hasn't played yet for them. Yeah, they have they have Gorgie Jang as the backup big, and he's been. Producing surprisingly well, a few games. Actually, yeah. one. This is probably the deepest team in the NBA. Yeah, they they're just young, very talented. They, I wouldn't be surprised if they made it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, I wouldn't they're just me. young. Yeah, I don't think they can get past uh, Milwaukee just yet. They'll definitely put up a good fight. Yeah, I wouldn't Brooklyn Nets. They probably can't beat the Brooklyn Nets either. But I think they can compete with everyone else right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. 
Who's so my next that's without Kyrie. That's actually that is true. If Kyrie doesn't come back, there is a chance. Yeah, I can actually see it happening. They're just so loaded. <laughs> uh, my next player for must add is actually two guys, same team, is uh, Reggie Jackson and Bledsoe. For some reason, Reggie Jackson is only owning 63% of leagues. Uh, he's the clear-cut second option on that team. Like He's just jacking shots every night. Like When I watch them play, he's just he's shooting like 14-plus shots and it's pulls up for three. And yeah, he looks like he has the green light to shoot, so he should definitely roster him. But you have to be able to handle that shitty field goal percentage Yeah, with him. And Eric Bledsoe, like, very, very surprising. Very, very surprising, uh, I guess, a rejuvenation of his career is a way to put it. <laughs> not looking like, he's not looking bad, to be honest. Like, the, minus his last game where they blew out Portland, so he didn't even play in the fourth quarter. Like, he's, you know, he's taking some shot. He's the third option, I think, on this team right now. His assists are looking pretty solid. His, he rebounds well for a guard. And his steals and blocks... The blocks won't hold up, I think. The steals, he can hold up. Um, but yeah, man, he's looking good. Like He's looking like the old... Uh, the old Bledsoe, almost. <laughs> Milwaukee Bledsoe, at least. <laughs> yeah, he's had a couple of good games, for sure. Um, I would definitely not be leaving him on the waiver wire for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if he'll keep it up. I mean, the minutes will be there for him because <laughs> it's really just him and um, Reggie Jackson at the point in the Clippers. And yeah, the <laughs> Reggie Jackson, man. Uh, if you're punting field goals, then definitely his value skyrockets if uh, you don't care about field goal percentage. So, you know, he chips in decent assists and. Wow, he's been putting up decent points too. The threes. Yeah, he, our Jack has just been like straight up threes and points pretty much. He he gives you okay assists. He, uh, but his defensive stats are like non-existent. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really think, <laughs> after Bledsoe's year last year, I did not think he's going to be putting up decent numbers over here. But yeah, he's been he's been racking up steals, decent blocks. Yeah, it's like a brand new Bledsoe. Yeah. Getting those assists. Oh. Of these two guys, uh, who would you preferably own? Um, for me, I'd prefer Bledsoe right now. Um, unless I'm punting field goal. If I'm punting field goal, then I'd prefer Reggie Jackson. There's yeah. A upside for him in that build, but yeah, I think yeah. if you. Hey have a team where you need your field goal not to be tanked, then yeah. Um, Blitz was your guy. Yeah, our guess is like 30%. He's shooting like 20 shots in a night. So, <laughs> I don't know. I, I still like Blitz more just because of the defensive stats. And he seems like he's the better passer on the team. So, I love those assists, steals. Even though he's, uh, he's not going to score as much, I think he'll, he'll be solid. If he, can, if he can drop double digits, I'd be happy. Yeah, that'd be lovely. He can drop double digits for sure. 
and keep up the assists. Yeah, I, I do. I do like Fab Blood sold this season. He's yeah. pretty good. Yeah, the Clippers team. <laughs> uh, looks like Morris might be a drop at this point. Yeah. I think also Tyrese Maxey is uh, I mean, not sorry, not Tyrese Maxey. The um, Terrence Mann is looking like a drop. Uh, he had a decent game last game. Um, but yeah, he might. He's fringe. I'd keep an eye on him. It's he gets the minutes, but I feel like he doesn't take a lot of shots. Yeah, which is the problem. It's all going Red to Jackson. PG thirteen and Reggie Jackson. Yeah, he doesn't take a lot of shots, so his points aren't going to be high. The steals are. Uh, I don't know if he's on the average to like get four. I think he's more like a point eight type of guy. Yeah. <laughs> to be honest, I was pretty high on him coming into the season after his playoff performance, but yeah, Let's see how it goes. That so yeah, I kind of remember that playoff performance, but I swear it was just one game where he went off for like forty. I don't remember yeah, it being like a whole series of him being super good. He had a a few good games. But yeah, that one game stood out more than he didn't have another game like that. But okay, okay, because yeah. I do hear a lot of people saying you know he was so good last year in the playoffs, but I don't remember him being like good consistently. He was good for like spot games here and there. Like this one game, he went off for like forty. Next game, he was okay, and then he did a had a good game. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So um, I don't know, he's kind of weird. I, I got say. a bit of a battle for you now. Uh, between the C. Anthony's, uh, they're both under sixty percent owned. And yeah, which one would you be taking? Assuming you're talking about Carmelo and uh, Carmelo and Cole, yeah. That's tough. Uh, probably take Cole Anthony just because he chips across the board, whereas Carmelo's points and threes, and nothing else. Anthony's offensively pretty crappy right now. I know he's kind of like a Reggie Jackson. He's jacking up quite a bit of shots with a low percentage. Not as low as Reggie Jackson, though, but yeah, I think I'd definitely take Cole Anthony for sure. He The points are almost the same as Carmelo, but at least he gets you some rebounds, some uh, assists, and steals. Whereas Carmelo is just like straight up threes and points. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you. This, this for this one, like Carmelo, I'm not hugely high on. I don't think he's gonna be a long term ad. He's, I think he's gonna be added and dropped probably all season. He get you know, like he'll pop off for a game or two, and then you know go back to these four point duds. And, um, Cole Anthony, I there's way more upside. Uh, we don't know his full potential yet, so. As the season goes on, he might get better and better in his second year here. Um, the thing that's worrisome about him is when Fultz uh, comes back, how much of a hit does he take? But yeah, for now, I think I'd be adding Cole Anthony in most cases over Carmelo. I don't really see for Carmelo sure. as a long-term ad. Yeah, for sure. I don't think it's even that close. I kind of just put them together because they're both C. Anthony. <laughs> I don't think Fultz is... Is he coming back this season? Fultz? Um, 
I'm not a hundred percent sure, actually. I he don't. Should, I think he should like, be back mid-season. Is he targeting mid-season? I think, yeah, because he got knee surgery or. Something. Oh yeah, true, true. He got injured in uh, January, and uh, they're targeting first half of the twenty twenty uh, the season, basically. Yeah. Okay. So January, February ish. Yeah. I wouldn't. I wouldn't really be holding him or adding him anywhere. Oh, Unless for sure. Unless you've for got sure. like an open IR spot and you don't need it. But what as soon as open? someone else gets hurt, I'd be dropping him right away. You have, I think you have to own multiple IL slots for me to even consider <laughs> putting him there. Yeah. It's just bad luck holding injured players. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think I'd be holding him. Speaking of holding guys, who who would you be holding on I, that's hurt right now? I would be holding, well, Ben Simmons. Uh, through his drama. I think Ben Simmons is the better hold than Kyrie right now. At least Ben Simmons, I see like every week there's a kind of like an up, like a small update saying, you know, we're working with him and he seems to be, you know, the last update was that like, he basically acknowledged that it was his problem. Um, yeah. And that he was going to work with the 76ers to possibly come back. So at least there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. Yeah. Possibly he he'll be back. Around. Yeah. So. He's some guy one I hold. Jonathan Isaac, kind of someone I would hold too. I know he's kind of been very quiet about him. Like there's no updates or anything, but he was injured pretty early last season. He should be targeting a mid-November return. Yeah, would be. Right, it's been like 14 months. It's right now. It's been like 13-ish months since his injury. So, yeah, obviously Siakam as well because he's coming back maybe this week or next week. Oh yeah, Siakam, hundred percent. He's he's already coming back. Yeah. Um, it's pretty much it. Is, is there anyone else? Oh, what about Zion? You have Zion, to hold Zion, but you he's gotta like, hold for sure. Have to hold him. But he's always scary, right? Did you hear you gain like he's up to like three hundred pounds or something? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. That's that's a weird one. Yeah, he's really letting himself go. But yeah, I don't think there's anyone else. Really, I can think of the hold on your IL slot right now. Clay, maybe, but oh, I, Clay. Yeah, you're right. I would hold Clay. I don't know if I'd be holding him if, personally. Coming back during well, if you coming back during winter, I think he'll be his, his game isn't like predicated on like super athleticism, just catch and shoot. So yeah, I think he'll be okay. I think he's a guy. Well, he hasn't played in like two years too, so. That's I don't know, true. I think he's, if you have IR+, plus, then yeah, maybe. Just because he'll probably be missing a lot of game, like back-to-backs and stuff, so. That's true. Space to put him on there, but other than that, That's I don't true. know. I think the uh, most controversial person right now is, uh, would you vote Kawhi? Kawhi? Oh, I don't think I'd. Tough. I don't think he's coming back. I yeah, yeah. It's just it's so weird, right? His injuries, like, he didn't really tear his ACL. He, he like, he injured it, right? He had, like, a minor rip or something in it. Yeah. And then you, you just know it's Kawhi, so it's, like, you know he's going to be, like, longer recovery time. You know it's going to be, like, maintenance days when he comes back. Yeah. And you don't know when he's coming back. Yeah, but... I think someone will probably be holding him, but I... Like, well, I someone I, already I, is holding him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're right. Um... But for me personally, would I hold him? I, you know, if I had an open spot, I might hold him. Maybe. 
Don't you have you have open you have two open slots. I don't think you have any injured players on in your team, right? Yeah, I've got nothing but you know, he's gone in our league, so can't <laughs> Oh, is that why you're asking? So you can grab somebody off the waiver wire? <laughs> How about uh maybe Jamal Murray? Jamal Murray's Listen, you have nothing to lose. I think you should grab the best injured player, which is looking like Jamal Murray right now, and just hold him. And if you don't need the slot, or if you need it later, you just drop him. He's, don't think he's coming. I think he's coming back later in the season. I think past like the middle mark. Yeah, I don't even know if he's coming back. I don't... <laughs> well, I saw a bit of him dunking. Really? A standing dunk. Already? Oh, that's good. So maybe yeah, you can do that. Maybe he is someone that you scoop and hold. But yeah. uh, Josh Hart, no. God, no. Kobe White, no. No, Jamal Murray is definitely your best bet. Mikel Fultz, if you think he's coming back early. James Wiseman, no. Gallinari, no. Yeah, that's about it. Serge Ibaka, no. Just keep it free. And then if you need it, just use it later. Yeah. Um, I guess, should we get back onto our list of must-ads? Yeah, yeah. Uh, got some more must-ads for us. Yeah. Uh, the must-ad for me right now is looking like Patty Mills. <laughs> I... I I saw firsthand what he could do to your team. Uh, he's just racking up the threes right now. He's hitting like four threes a game. and uh, He's he's most like a points guy. You're going to get threes, points. He'll chip in a steal, but other than that, he's not really contributing. His percentages are not bad at he, I think he didn't miss like a three in his first two games. I think he hit like 10 straight or something. He's at like 52% shooting right now. Wow, really? Yeah, yeah. What? He hit his first seven or seven threes in that first game. I was like, oh my God, what the hell is happening? <laughs> oh yeah, that game. Yeah, I don't, but Yeah, I'm not too high on Mills. I mean, put maybe he, pick him up and see what happens, but there's he no looked way. Like, he's looking like the third option right now for the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> yeah, well, Kyrie's Kyrie there. <laughs> uh, he's always been a like a waiver wire guy, like up and down, like for all the years, and it's hard for me to put my full trust in him. But oh, yeah. I w- I wouldn't put my full trust in him. I would definitely roster him until the wheels fall off. Yeah, and see what happens. Like, right? Yeah, like he's just going off like seven threes and then three threes, and he had one game with one, and he had freaking five. Uh, two nights ago, so yeah, almost to steal a game too. So exactly, looking good, <sighs> man. Yeah, he's wow, he's ranked thirty-eight. <laughs> yeah, I mean, take a flyer on him, I guess, and see how it goes. Uh, speaking of old players that um, have been emerging, um, would you be adding Kevin Love? <laughs> Kevin Love, thirty-three percent rostered. Um, he's played every game so far, and he's only averaging about twenty-one minutes a game. Twenty minutes. 
So that's a little concerning. But in those minutes, he has been putting up decent stats. Uh, top 100 worth. Um, obviously, you're not going to get the defensive stats, but rebounds, points, threes, high free throws. Um, yeah, what do you think? Would I roster him? No, because my team is actually looking pretty good. If my team was crappier, would I consider it? I think I I would, knowing that he's going to get injured. And the second he gets injured, it's instant drop. I don't care if it's like he's got a paper cut. Because I know that paper cut is going to be like four games. He's going to randomly be like, oh, he needs like antibiotics. He needs this. He needs that. So he's an instant drop the second he gets hurt. <laughs> he's definitely rosterable if you have a really like <laughs> suspect team. Personally, like if I see him on someone's roster, I know your team's not doing that well. But he's definitely worth a sh- spot. He's like you said, he's not getting a lot of minutes, which might be actually good for him. Um, <laughs> no defensive stats, but for a big that chips in threes, points, and rebounds, like it, it doesn't kill your percentages. Yeah, he's he's definitely worth a stream spot if you need rebounds for sure. I would say. <laughs> like, but I don't think he belongs on either of our rosters, to be honest. Yeah, yeah, he's scared. He's like what you said. As soon as he gets any kind of like game time, this is any kind of like injury dropped right away. Um, yeah. But he is serviceable if you're trying to get some rebounds, some threes, and points from a big position. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Kevin Love, we know what he's all about. And don't let his injury fool you. Don't be like, don't think it's a one game thing. It's never a one thing game with uh, love. It's more like a one week thing. Yeah. And like Cleveland is loaded on bigs. Like, I don't yeah. know what they're doing over there. They got Mobley. Uh, they're playing like three big lineups where it's like Mobley, Markinen, and Jared Allen all playing together with Sexland. But I don't know where they're going to go from that. That's. <laughs> team has no direction to be. Yeah, that, that team, like, I don't know what they're trying to do in the league. They should just sell us some freaking ownership sh- uh, shares and let us run that team. I don't know what the heck they're drafting for. Um, but don't, they did draft well. Like Their team, it's weird Early. because they're not, they don't have a real point guard, which is kind of the problem. Ricky Rubio is looking decent right now on that team, especially yeah. if one of them, if, if one of Sexland goes down. Yep. Right, so they're, their roster, uh, Ricky Rubio's, I think he's rosterable at this point, to be honest, because of those juicy assists and uh, Yeah, Rubio is definitely rosterable. I'd probably be looking to scoop him. Yeah, he is 70% owned, so like he should already be rostered, but if he's not, you should grab him. Yeah. Um, Marketing is surprisingly freaking looking good for some... They're starting him, I think, at the small four position. Yeah. So, <laughs> it's weird as hell. It's so funny. I watched one game of this team and it's just it looks ridiculous. Like, yeah, I watched the uh, one game too, and it was against uh, Denver, I think, when they beat them. Oh uh, yeah, marketing, marketing looks pretty good. Not gonna lie, right now. Yeah, I didn't think he would. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, but uh, I'm actually very surprised at the rookie that they drafted, Mobley. He looks like he's ready already. Yeah, he looks. He's a guy that uh, probably going to be the best rookie for fantasy this year, I'd say. Just because he puts up, even if he's not putting up points, he's putting up those other juicy like defensive stats and getting bored. So, yeah, I like really like Mobley so far. 
yeah, I'm I'm kind of regretting not taking him. Uh, I had a choice between him and Jared Allen. And I already had Jalen Green, so I'm like, I can't go double rookies. This is too dangerous. Yeah, it is dangerous. But who would have known? Yeah, Mobley's looking like a block machine, and he's getting steals too. Yeah. Boards. And he's he's out-rebounding Jared Allen. Yeah. And he's putting up 10-plus points a game. So... Do you think it's sustainable for Evan Mobley? I have no idea. I really don't know. I think it might be. Like I, I could see it happening. Like continuing, maybe not the ridiculous amount of uh, points and rebound averaging, but it seems like he has a solid spot on the roster. Oh yeah. I was so worried about him with all the like Kevin Love still there and marketing coming in and how much they paid marketing and Jared Allen and like oh there's no way this guy's getting minutes but since the start he's been getting 30 plus minutes almost every game and they seem like they actually work well together like Jared Allen and Mobley it doesn't seem like uh, there's any conflict there because they're thinking they're going to fight for that center's position but they're just going to move um, Mobley down to power forward I guess yep. and let Jared Allen so I guess any fears of Jared Allen being like Unrosterable to see this season is like kind of lifted. Yeah. He's like the clear cut center. Um, so he's a monster field goal guy. Like, this is my first time owning him. I wasn't gonna try and offload him to be honest because I was like, <laughs> oh, he doesn't fit my team. Uh, I'm scared of Moby's looking better than him, but damn, this guy's like really anchoring that field goal percentage. Yeah, he's looking not too bad. He's looking good. I, th- I don't, <laughs> I did not expect all these guys to be getting 30 plus minutes and all producing. And then throw in Kevin Love, too, and he's producing it. Crazy to me. Yeah. Like, Markkanen, Jared Allen, and Mobley are all getting 30-plus minutes a game. And producing. And producing. So. And then you got Kevin Love getting 20 minutes also producing. So. Is it sustainable? That's my big question. I'm going to take a hit if someone does. You, you think Mobley will keep this up for the whole season? I, oh, man. I, I hope he can. But I don't know, man. Rookies are kind of scary. They, oh, it's, it's tough to say. Like, he's looking really good right now. You think Mobley is like a sell high at this time? Or do you think he can actually keep this up for the whole season? Um, He might be a sell high for sure. I think. But I can also see him keeping this up. I don't really see him doing much better than what he's doing. But... I don't know, it's hard to say if this is sustainable or not. I, <laughs> is I it just a hot start, or is this like him as an NBA player? Yeah, I think it's those stocks that are throwing us off. Yeah. Like, you rarely see a big man that can get steals and blocks. Like He's like Andre Drummond, yeah. minus like 20 rebounds. But Yeah, like an Anthony Davis, minus the 30 points. But Yeah, he's looking super... Like, he's definitely rookie of the year right now. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. Cunningham hasn't played a game yet. Those stocks are just so, oh my god. I'm kind of regretting not taking him. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> I don't really love taking rookies usually, but once in a while, you know, you get like an Anthony Towns coming in and just producing right from the get-go. And... Yeah, my my rule is only take one rookie. Don't Don't take like freaking four of them or something. Yeah. Yeah. Don't go crazy. When do you have any more uh, must- drafted? Sorry? 
where where was Mobley getting drafted this year? He was third overall. Like oh, you mean on uh, which round? Yeah, in fantasy. Oh, okay, round eight. Well, his ADP was ninety one preseason. Yeah, it's like hundred. Okay, so I took Kemba Walker, Derek White over him. Mm. Yeah. Well. Oh well, I took I took Jerry Allen, and basically got taken right after me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> um, well, I don't know. Jared Allen was safer at the time, right? Definitely. I, I think he's way safer. <laughs> it's funny, some of these guys. Old... Anyways, yeah. uh, oh, PJ Washington went before him. That's, okay. that's a rip. You think PJ Washington's a drop? PJ Washington. Yeah, he's looking like. like I know that usually you don't overreact in the first week, but. I don't know, man. Peter Washington hasn't never impressed me. He's always like he starts and he just I don't see it. <laughs> like I remember last season he was really good for like a small stretch, right? He was like jacking threes, hitting like seven threes a game, and he just completely fell off. Yeah. And, now and right also... now he's looking like straight trash. <laughs> Might be his mental struggles from what a uh, bundle of Britney did to him. Oh, <laughs> No, oh, that's actually true. It's not that funny, but it, it could be very true. <laughs> it may be a mental thing, right? What she did. Yeah, but, no. but damn, like he's looking really bad right now. Yeah. I think I would definitely drop him right now if there was something on the waiver wire to pick up. Like yeah, one of the guys that we mentioned, 100% I would drop him. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's it for me for ads for now. Um, there might be a couple drops. Like I'd probably be dropping Matthias Steibel if you're still hanging on to him at this point. Matthias, yeah, it's like pretty heavily rostered here. I would. Yeah, there's, couple, like, there's there's some name based guys like the Thaddeus Young that I know a lot of people drafted. Yeah, prior hand, he's he's 100 dropping. He's getting no minutes in San Antonio. Yeah, Larry Nance Jr. Is someone I, I think you should drop. Not looking too hot right now in Portland. Like, I know people get him for his steals and rebounds, but he's just not getting the minutes. I don't see him really getting too much minutes either, yeah. but he's only 39% owned. I know some people also have them on their roster. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> honestly, the entire Thunder team, except for Shai Gilgis Alexander, I know lots of people took flyers on, like, uh, Darius Baisley, Lou Dort. Um, people are taking uh, Isaiah Roby too, right? I, I was yeah. hearing on some, I was hearing on some podcast that Isaiah Roby is a must-own player <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah, he yeah, I don't know. He looks like straight ass too. Like last two games, zeros across the board, no minutes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I wouldn't yeah. touch the Thunder. Ludor is the only guy I would stream. That's it. I don't think I'll touch anyone. What about Josh Giddy? Josh Giddy. He he's like the last guy on your team for sure. He's like just for potential later on in season. He's yeah. he's not he's looking okay right now. Like he's looking like a typical rookie, you know, struggling to score. But he chips in on the other stats, so definitely a hold. Until later. Yeah. Yeah. For for me, he's like iffy too. 
Yeah, he's looking a little shaky. But he should... I mean, he might come around. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully he does. Um, but yeah, that's about it for me, I think. Um, okay. Well, I only have one more, one more drop guy that I think lots of people drafted prior had uh, Davion oh, yeah, Mitchell. Davion Mitchell? Ooh. Yeah, I think lots of people took him because of his uh, defensive prowess. And uh, he is getting the minutes, but it's just he's struggling offensively. His his defense is better like in real life than in fantasy. He's not really racking up the steals I thought he would be. But he is playing great defense. Just yeah. not getting a ton of steals right now. And there's kind of like a log jam there in Sacramento. So I think Davion yeah. keep an eye on. I don't think he's def- he's like he's a must roster right now unless unless you're like completely dominating your league and you have like one spot to sacrifice. <laughs> but He's, I don't think he's a must roster. He is getting the minutes, so keep an eye out. I think once he has one or two pop-off games, I would definitely pick him back up. He did have one pop-off game. Uh, last game, he put up 22 points and three threes. But yeah. The first the no two skills, games were right? so ugly. He's shooting 12% and 16% from the field goal. Yeah, and, and no steals last yeah. game, even though he popped off. So you would think he's like a 10-point, 10, 10 like one-and-a-half one steal guy, right? Yeah. But it's a bit more spread out, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or you mean it, it comes in kind of clumps. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, he's, I think he's a droppable. Even though I see people picking him up right now. Plus 3%. But yeah, I think that's our list of must-add drops for now. Yeah. that's. Uh, we'll be back with some more information for you guys. But I don't know. <laughs> These ads and drops. You know, it's very important at the beginning of the year to get guys that are looking long-term, and most of them are probably gone by now. Well, based on the percentages, they should be there in some leagues. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I think our next episode, we'll try and do some buy, low, sell, high players. Ooh, yeah. I got a couple good ones for that already. Yeah. I just sent out an offer to someone in our league. It <laughs> didn't, <laughs> didn't catch, but... And I'll keep trying for them. Yeah. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, Tune in next time for our next episode at Easy Money Fantasy. Thanks for listening, y'all.